Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts, the podcast where nothing is off limits. Nothing, Josh. No, I feel like I haven't really offered enough sleaze yet. Oh, we don't need sleaze. So uh, before the break, um, you mentioned that you used to drink something with your Domino's. Now, Domino's, we know, is not the healthiest option. So I'm hoping that you were drinking some almond milk or some oat milk or something. Almond milk back then. I don't know. Maybe yeah. That, yeah, very innovative. now my house is chock full of Oatly. But um, <laughs> sil- silver barista version, obviously. I'm not <laughs> savage. Um, but um, if anyone has any other version of Oatly, they are a sicko. But that's for another day. Um, it's so good, the silver one, though. Anyway, neither here nor there. But the worst thing about oat milk is when you don't shake it. Oh, tell me about it. And do you know what, Jamie? Right? And this is a problem. Yeah. Is this I oat milk anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it makes me so angry. It makes me so angry when you go to a a yes. coffee house yes. or yes. something like that, yes. and they say, "Do you want some milk?" And they don't shake and they pour it in, and it's clear. It doesn't even change yeah. the color no. of your drink. And, oh. But you think, Jamie? I don't know if you're like me. You're worried about what people think about you, and you think I can't say, "Can I have oat milk?" And can you shake it first? Because shake then, said, because then I become an anecdote <laughs> to them. I, I had that. Josh Riddicom in here. And he made me shake the oat milk. <laughs> Who does he think he is? So it, I it makes deal me, with the shit oat milk. But also, what I, I have now, and we'll get into what you drank, but in my later age now, I'm such a people pleaser. But as I've gotten a little bit older, I've become a little bit better at getting... And and then it now comes out in a bit of anger. So it's not anger, yeah. but it's like it's a, it's annoyance if something doesn't quite go my way. Have you got a little bit like that? Yeah, I've got I've got an edge. Oh really? Uh, no, <laughs> Can I... you get angry? Yeah, but do you know what I I I push it down inside me. Um, <laughs> that's I mean... all, all therapists suggest that. So <laughs> yeah. That's the way forward. Yeah. As <laughs> <laughs> soon as it emerges, just push it right now. <laughs> Um, I would say my need to please is higher than my need to uh, express mm. my anger with mm. strangers. I'm with you on that. I'm the same. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's a good thing. Wait, so what were you drinking with the pizza? Oh, well, it's now it's now not exciting. It is. It is. Um... There's a shop in the nearby area and they were a, the main bit was like a kind of convenience store and out the back there was a, a, um, a video store that was part of it. And they used to sell weed over the counter, if you ask. Oh, uh, hello, hello. Yeah. Okay. But they, they also, hello. there was a rumour that they had a pornographic video that they sold. No. Just one? Called, just one, called the Oak House Special. <laughs> Oak House being our halls. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if, I presume this isn't true, uh, but two students had been short of money, so they'd gone in there and pitched them that they were going to sell them, they were going to make their own porn film that they'd then sell from this shop. <laughs> <laughs> Two film grads. That's a- Two film grads. 
filmed themselves because they were low on money. Um, I don't know if it was true. But anyway, go in there and I'd buy a full carton of the... You know the full carton you get of the Just Juice? The full yeah. orange juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd, I'd be drinking two or three of them every day. You're lying. Cause I, no, because yeah. I thought juice was good for you. In those days, we were told juice was good for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's like Sunny D. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, no one drank water in 2004. Like, no. it just didn't happen. <laughs> so I'd drink that and I'd have my dominant. I don't know how I'd survive. But that's what you do when you're 21. As, as we were saying, you've got no responsibilities to your body, to your mind, to anything. When you're you, you, you have nothing. <clears throat> I remember at Leeds University, there's a nightclub called Faversham. I think it's... Faversham? Faversham, yeah. It's Isn't that a place? Fav- I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's, a, it's a nightclub as well. It's called Faversham. Mm. And there was always... The, ru- the rumour with all the sort of cool DJ ki- kids yeah. was that they always used to say they had a, um, they had a safe there, like a little like um, honesty box where if people got searched, they walked and they found drugs on them. They would go in the honesty box. And it was all, and all these like cool DJs were like planning a um, heist to try and st- <laughs> steal this box because <laughs> it was believed you would have Xy tablets that Bob Marley had tried. Like, like, <laughs> what, they've been left, well, they've been left in, in this box. Yeah, they've been left in this box. Surely that's illegal in itself, isn't it? <laughs> Obviously. I know. I know. Oh, God. It was just the greatest time. So wait, so you then leave university, you then try these jobs, you then think, I'm going to go and give stand-up a go. Mm. I, I honestly and truly believe this because... Um, it, what, it's so funny. It's such a, it's such a juxtaposition. Great word. Um, yeah, between typically comedians are slightly um, reserved. Uh, yeah. They're not, and they're not hugely um, confident. But yet they have to go on stage and act confident and perform in front of people. So it, it, yeah. it's like, so where did the, the comedians suddenly get the confidence? Go, you know what? I'm going to go and give stand up a go. Where did that come from for you? Don't know. So what I did, I did a to make myself do a gig. I did a course. You get these courses called like stand-up beginners course and it was it wasn't like learn how to be funny but it was like lots of things that made you confident to go on stage which was really useful like you go to downstairs in a pub in like um swiss cottage every tuesday night and you'd play kind of improv games and stuff (laughs) and you try talking in a mic and all that kind of so so and then at the end of the course it was like you all do a five minute set and it was a way of me going I'm going to force myself to do a five minute set, if you know what I mean. Um, and so I did that. And it was, it was weird because I was so bad at public speaking. I was someone at uni who, if you're in a seminar and you had to give a presentation, my voice would go wobbly. You know that thing where your voice goes wobbly? <laughs> yeah, and I'd go really red and my voice would go wobbly. Yeah. And so I don't. I don't understand how I ended up doing stand-up. Really. That's what I mean. My life where does is that like come those from? Cut and shut cars where you've stuck two different cars together. Like it doesn't. <laughs> make it doesn't sense. work. It doesn't no. make sense. That's I what don't... I find so so interesting. It's almost it's almost it's almost like you've said, "Oh, I really, I think I'm good at this." So I really want to challenge my. It's like you're. It's the ultimate way of pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Yeah. I, it, it is, but I don't like being outside my comfort zone. I hate, I love my comfort zone. <laughs> it's comfy, right? I don't want to, I, I would hate to be outside my comfort zone. So it doesn't make, 
any sense and I haven't really got an explanation for it. All I know is like the first gig went well, so it gave me momentum to then carry on. Lots of gigs after that went very badly. But then after about a year, I came out of a long-term relationship because I'd been doing too much stand-up, oh, I think. That's it. And then Who I was like, that with dominoes? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I'm still in that relationship. Um, but, uh, and so at that point, I was like, well, I'm all in now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I've, 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 this is it. I've got to make this work. And so I was just gigging every night to make it happen. Yeah, but, but also, I suppose what happens is, is that you start meeting fellow comedians who are starting yeah. out and you go, oh, we're quite similar. Yeah. Like and you, oh, we're, yeah. And that what happens because I always say the greatest thing about the comedy circuit is you're all in competition with each other, but you're all incredibly supportive of each other. Yeah. We're, there's this kind of idea that comedy's really, you know, backbitey and I'll do better than you. And it's like, but it's really so many of my friends are the people who I started out with there. So A Caster or um, Ellis James or Ed Gamble or Nish Kumar or, you know, everyone of that period, like Sarah Pascoe or. Where the all fuck these did Beckett that, come from? Where, where, Beckett, where, Mumesh. Where, where, where did Beckett come from? He, he just came out of. He just suddenly. Yeah. Bromley. This is the bleakest answer. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rob, Rob. Rob was about a year or two. You kind of feel like you had school years. Do you know what I mm. mean? Like, so you go. Oh, my school year was Joel and James, and then the next one was Rob and Romesh and um, Nish, maybe. And so you feel like you had your school year. I remember Rob coming along and being. He won loads of competitions. He was very good from the start. Really? He was, can yeah, can he you was, tell straight away? Because I remember the comedians talk about um, Robin Williams. And they used to yeah. say, they used to look at the cards and I think it was someone like, oh, I think it was someone like Conan O'Brien, American comedian. He said, yeah. mm. he said he used to look at the card who was on the card that night and he used to see Robin Williams on the card and he used to think, fuck, ah, oh, he's going to steal the show tonight. That's really, yeah. did, did that ever happen at the beginning when you guys were going up? There was no one where you were like, oh my God, because I think everyone at the start is, is crap. <laughs> like. You, you have good gigs, but really, when you look back, it's, it's not something... You know when someone walks onto the X Factor and they can sing? You mm. can't do that with stand-up. It is a skill that you have to learn in the same way that... Well, not baking. That's a weird, weird <laughs> choice, wasn't it? But baking? Like, baking? Baking? Well, you're so into your dough today. I just think those guys in Domino's are pretty talented and maybe we should give them a bit of a shout out, right? But I know what you mean. You, comedy is one of those things you, you just know, you, it doesn't matter how funny you are, you just can't be straight away good at it because there's a technique no. to it. There's a, exactly. There is a technique, right? Exactly. There's loads of, and it's an hours thing and you can't, you can't just walk on and be good. You, it takes at least two years to be any good. I guess because you have to learn people. You have to learn reactions yeah. and you work out where things land and where they don't and then you totally. kind of like mould your way, I guess. But then, totally. But then all- and you, you do different situations and stuff, whereas I think, you know, you can, you can learn guitar in your bedroom, but you can't learn stand-up in your bedroom. Can you so, learn? How? Your <laughs> <laughs> I, that's no, why I wanted, that's I wanted why it's in my office. My, my wife won't let me learn guitar in the bedroom. She's, she's absolutely stepped down. Hold up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're married. You have your wife. How do you on earth do you even get a relationship when you're doing every single night? You're gigging in pubs and up and down the country. How do you it's even... the sexiest job in the world, it's Jamie. The Come no... on, mate. <laughs> it's the most... It sounds sexy. And then you go to Bolton... <laughs> and you realise and they come with you and you realise you're just sitting in the backstage of a theatre and there's a kettle in the corner yeah, and you're yeah. looking at yourself in the mirror and then you go on stage and you walk off and they go this is not sexy no no exactly it's the most <laughs> unrock and roll you know but you have to have an, uh, but you have to have the relationship has to be incredibly understanding and all relationships are right they have to be one of these mm. things where you balance out but I typically, you know, you're travelling on your relationship the other partner has to go right this is what happens they go on tour and that's what it is yeah Exactly. I think um, I, I. it's weird, isn't it? I don't think I realised that for ages, actually, quite what a kind of... Maybe even until I had kids, I didn't realise quite... I think the thing that makes comedy brilliant in your 20s is the thing that makes it shit in your 30s. So in your 20s, you're like, this is incredible. Every weekend, I'm, I get to be somewhere where it basically ends up being a piss-up every Friday and Saturday night. I get to, I don't I get to lie in. I get to travel <laughs> around the country. I get to hang out with my mates in the evening, and basically, it's brilliant. It's 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 not a million miles from an extension of being a student. Do you know what I mean yeah, in your lifestyle? Yeah, yeah. And then in your thirties, when you get some responsibilities in your life and possibly even children, suddenly all those things make it really annoying, and you go, God, I wish gigs were at midday on a weekday because <laughs> yes. then I can just do it. Yes. And that's so, a, that's exactly it. Yeah, I think that's that's the same. I think it's probably the same with like any job that's like freelancing all over the shop. That's really exciting. The difference in your twenties, but you get to a point in your life where you're like, routine would be really useful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, routine is key. But have you ever have you ever had the um, you know, the, the, the sort of what I sort of it's like the curse of the clown. Which is where you're, you're always looking, especially I think this happens, I think when you're understanding yourself much more, it's funny how you mm. say about responsibilities. The reason why we get responsibilities typically in our 30s is we kind of understand ourselves more. So we go, all right, it's probably now time to have a kid or it's time, yeah. now time to get married because you understand stuff more. Yeah. But in your 20s, you're figuring yourself out. And also, you're also trying to make a name for yourself, which you were doing and all comedians are doing and were doing. And so did you ever, and everything is content. Oh, I, yeah. I walk outside and that's funny. And then that's funny. And that's funny. And that's funny. Do you get to, did, or did you get to a point I where. I, you, I wish I had that kind of hit rate, Jamie. That's <laughs> Ivo Graham. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but did you not get to a point or have you ever got to the point where you're like, oh my God, this is stressful. I feel anxious. I, yeah, I, of course. Yeah. 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 But comedians don't typically talk about that, don't they? Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of comedians get anxiety. Um, I wouldn't like to like claim I get like anxiety in the way that people are actually suffering, you know, but mm-hmm. I suppose it's all a scale. But yeah, because you're doing really weird things to your body with adrenaline all the time. You're, uh, you've got the 
classic curse of the freelance where you don't feel like you can say no. So you're piling stuff on top of each other. And your diary that looks empty a month before is then suddenly absolutely jam-packed. Yeah. Um, and so you have all these things like that where um, it's made, there's lots of things there where it's made to make you feel kind of anxious, I think, and not feel It's designed secure. that way, isn't it? That's yeah. so true. I've only just realised that. Yes, so I. Literally in the last 30 seconds. I know. <laughs> I know. You've literally... Josh just suddenly looks panicked. That's what, it what have I done? Yeah. What have I done with my life? It's by design. <laughs> oh, God. They've trapped me. But, but what is, what is your favourite bit about it? Is your favourite bit about... Um, able to do the TV shows like The Last Leg you do, is it that the fact that you've written your book? Which... It's doing everything. It's, uh, it's like... Or touring. It, it's, I think anything that I did, if I just did that, I'd hate it. It's that I'm really easily bored. And one of the things with a comedian, and you'd get this, right? I think in, in your job is that you get to do loads of different things. Yeah. And so one day to the next, you're always, you can write a book, you can do stand-up, you can do a TV show, you can do a podcast, and these things aren't mutually exclusive. Loads of doors open up to you for some reason when you're a comedian. You've got kind of these transferable skills, I suppose, and you're, you're able to write, you're able to chat, you know, like in an entertaining way. All these kind of things you can do, you're able to perform, and that means that you get to do loads of different things, and that's the best bit. I, there's some people that are like, I am stand-up comedian everything else i just do because it feeds into my tours and i'm a purist and i only interest in stand-up comedy i'm not like that you're like all. the whore of the, <laughs> exactly. of the yeah, yeah. i'm like you're bring surreal. me something else to fuck me up the ass yes please <laughs> I, and then I i'll thought... sell it to that news agent to make some money <laughs> the, one of the greatest taskmasters I've ever seen is yours, Josh. When uh, oh, which uh, which uh, I it's one of those shows I I I doubt I'll ever be invited on. But you, I would... like a celebrity Christmas special that they should pay, put. Do you they on do that? that? Oh yeah, my do do god! I would freaking love it. It's so great, and one of the greatest ones. And it was you, wasn't it, Josh? Where <laughs> you were asked to count how many baked beans. Oh yeah, this. Was... <laughs> what explain I think, it? So I think I saw this actually. Yeah, <laughs> explain what so happened. They... <laughs> do you know? So it's the first series. So. When you do Taskmaster, obviously you don't know what the other people are doing. And so they said, you've got so long to count how many baked beans in this tin. So I did it. And then, um, and then there was another task, which was uh, peas in something. I can't remember what it would be. Peas in a bag, maybe. Yeah. And then there was another one, which was rice in a bag of rice. <laughs> and I thought yeah. I was being really clever because I just did, I counted the amount of grains in 10 grams of rice, then times it up. But it still took me like half an hour. And then, <laughs> We were filming the show in the studio and they showed the beans clip and none of the other people had had to do it. And it was just a practical joke to make me do all three. And then, do you know what? And I knew that they were going to show the other two clips after that. And I thought, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to ruin their TV show for them. I'm going to play along so that there's a surprise in the other two clips. And they told me, Alex told me, Alex Horn, that they'd chosen me. This is, you know... People please her, Jamie. Yeah. They'd chosen me because they knew that I was the one that would take it the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I was the one they weren't afraid of being pissed <laughs> off that had to do it. Oh, and I got you, a bonus point for doing that. Did you guess any I, correct? I, 
No, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they even checked the numbers. That's yeah, they didn't, they didn't care. It was about that he had care. to go with his hands in um, the baked bean tin, <laughs> separating each other. Just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> but they they gave me the bonus point, and I won the series by one point. And then uh, the guy that was producing it told me that when they were doing the edit, when they announced the results, they heard one of the other people go. The fucking beans point. So <laughs> <laughs> it gave me the victory in the end. Oh, Huge hey, justice. It's so good. Josh, um, you're on tour at the moment as well, aren't you? Uh, yes, I am on tour. I've got <laughs> 15 You don't seem so sure about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. totally sold out? Are you sold out? No. Um, oh. Am I? I don't know. I, don't, I, I hide from the sales. So I just say to uh, my agent, don't tell me the sales. Just tell me which venues I should not look forward to. And there's two is that, venues. Is that your tactic? Is that your tactic? Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> so for instance, this weekend I've got Swansea and Yeovil. They are not on the list of venues not to look forward to, so I presume they've sold quite well. So that's the way I do it. I, I love if that. Anyone, if anyone knows anyone in Hastings or Margate, do tell them, because they are on the it's list. Like, it's like a weather report. Yeah, this weekend you can expect... Uh, Hastings and Margate, get your asses into gear and start booking some tickets. Misery and booze in Hastings this weekend. Um, yeah. Josh, listen, buddy, I, um, I know how busy you are. I want to say a big thank you for coming on our podcast. I'm and doing it. I'm sorry, I've moved it a couple of times. Oh, dude, listen... Joy. Oh my god, it's been it's been so great. And listen to all our listeners. Don't go and listen to his podcast. Uh, no, don't. Yeah, parenting but, hell. They're, they're it's not that. top three. They it's not funny, anymore. and it doesn't need it. It's not funny. You don't need it. You don't I'm need happy the listeners. You not to listen to us as long as you don't listen to that bloody CEO one. That's <laughs> yeah. the main thing. Don't give him the uh, listens. <laughs> my my greatest moment of my life, I think, is when. If ever, if we if if this podcast with you on gets us to number one. <laughs> And takes your spot because you were on our podcast. That's what I would love more oh. than, and then I will just well, Instagram doing, the whole thing. You're you're always in the you're you're there yeah, and yeah. thereabout. You yeah, can yeah. tell how well a podcast is doing by the amount of reviews it's got on iTunes. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, 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 it's you have me. you have something like fifteen thousand. I know, mate. This is about parenting. You pick. It's just it's just. Mate, have a kid. They absolutely pay for themselves <laughs> if you start a podcast about it. Oh, that's, Josh, that's listen, dude, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Is no, there anything else that you're doing that you want to shout about? <laughs> no, just come and see me on tour. Can you do a small solo for us before you go? <laughs> um, no, absolutely. Can you pick no. up the guitar and just play one tiny bit just to a, lead us to end us off? Nirvana or something. Just come on. This is bullying. Just string yeah, it. Here we go. It's happening. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. Give us a Mancunian, one of your favourite bands. Did you hear what he said? He Did you hear what he said? No. <laughs> wait, wait, put his headphones back in. My, my I just funny is Josh isn't being videoed. No, as you walked away, you're he not going to put this clip out, are you? Yeah, yeah, no, yes, yeah we're not going to put that. Yeah, of course we're not. As as he walked away, Josh went, "It's not plugged in." <laughs> <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah, we can hear it. We can hear. It. So, ladies what, and gentlemen, what do you want? we you want, want something. We yeah, want Nirvana, and you can lead us out of this podcast. Josh Whittakin, thank you so much. This is Josh. Oh, wait, there's something. Oh, the, my bloody wire's on it. <laughs> I was like, there's something blocking my headphone wires in the wire. This is, this is Josh Whittakin <laughs> leading us out of the podcast, playing a little bit of Nirvana. It's like, it's like that scene from I Love You Man when he's like, can you hear it? This is the best bit. We can't hear anything. You can't hear it. Can't hear it.
Why not? <laughs> I, I can hear like very faint clank of like a. <laughs> do you know what I should do? I should have just played Spotify on my phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Josh, Any, they... anything would have been more impactful. How than about? That. <laughs> can you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah there we oh, go. That's Nirvana, isn't it? Right, lead us out. <laughs> There yeah, you go. there you go. <laughs> Josh Whitaker, thank you so much. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Josh Whitaker. Josh, 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 Josh Whitaker. Josh, you were. Whitaker. Where'd you come? Where'd you come? Where did I come? Where did I come? Where'd I reckon that's how the video went from the off license. All right, let's let's enough of that. Hey, listen, do you enjoy the episode? Me? Yeah. Are you, are you speaking to me? Not speaking to the listeners. Talking to me? Talking to you. Um, I did. I had a very nice time. He was a very nice, very nice man. It was he had funny. a nice he laugh, was, didn't he? He had a nice laugh. He had a no, nice, his laugh was lovely. He had a nice laugh. Mm -hmm. He had a nice laugh. Um, hey, uh, well, that's the end of the episode. Sorry about that, team. Yeah, it's all over. It's all over, but don't worry. We're going to be back next week on Wednesday with our bonus episode, so make sure you tune in for that one. Yeah. Why don't you go and leave us a review? Why don't you go and... Uh, Send us a message on Instagram at Private Podcast. Why don't you just buck up your ideas and tell everyone else about this podcast? Mm, that would be it's good. done it for you. That would be good. Love you guys. We'll see you next Wednesday for our bonus episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.